0: Welcome to the Thankful Homemaker podcast, a podcast to be an encouragement and blessing to each other in the role God has called us to as women. I'm so thankful you stopped by, so grab yourself a coffee or tea and sit with me a bit as we talk about how God's Word impacts every area of our lives as Christian women. Hello, friend. I'm Marcy Farrell from Thankful Homemaker, and I'm so grateful to get time with you today. We are nearing Christmas, and I want to share with you a message that I shared at a lady's tea last week, and it was at the church where my daughter and her family attend. The theme was Fear Not. It's a text that I know we all need reminding of, and I'm focusing in on it with you today. It's on Luke 2.10, so we are on episode 134, and I've simply titled this episode Fear Not. And just a note, if if you'd like a little bit of encouragement in keeping your Christmas Christ-centered, I have several podcasts and posts, and I'll link to them in the show notes. But probably my favorite one that I really listen to is Serving, or it's called Choosing a Merry Heart in a Martha Season. It's only seven minutes long, but it really helps to keep my focus on the main thing this Christmas season of Jesus. So I will link to that in the show notes so i want to take us back a little bit further and even though our focus is on luke 2:10, which reads and the angel said to them fear not for behold i bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people i want to read from the beginning of luke chapter 2 from starting in verse 1 all the way to verse 20 to give us the context of our theme tonight so follow along with me in your bible if you've got it handy i'm reading from the esv or just sit and take a moment to listen so starting in verse 1 of luke chapter 2 in those days a decree went out from caesar augustus that all the world should be registered this was the first registration when quirinius was governor of syria and all went to be registered I know for me, every time I read this text, I'm just in awe of the whole night and what it must have been like, but I always come back to Mary, and I'm so reminded that I wanna treasure all these things and ponder them in my heart. So as we spend time together here, I do pray that we're gonna ponder this news and what it means to each of us personally. This good news that the angel brought went first to a very unlikely group of people, shepherds, They were considered to be at the bottom of the social ladder, and they were not too far above the lepers. Shepherds were lowly and humble people. They were considered to the religious elite as unclean because the sheep, they had to be tended to seven days a week, so they didn't have the time to honor the man-made Sabbath laws, so they were considered unclean. So these men of no significance at all, just out in the field, tending to their flocks. We don't even know their names. They were given this great honor to receive the good news first of the birth of jesus god uses ordinary people to carry out his extraordinary plan and in verse 9 of luke 2 the angel appears to them and these shepherds they have the normal response of those throughout scripture when they encountered an angel fear and the text actually says great fear so these men, they're just going about their ordinary duties, they're keeping watch over their flock by night, and all of a sudden, an angel of the Lord stood around them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And the word used here for shown around them, it literally means to shine around someone, and it's only used in one other place in the New Testament, and it's in Acts 26, 13. The Apostle Paul there, he's retelling of his experience Of when the risen lord appeared to him on the road to damascus damascus from acts chapter 9 to king agrippa so he says there he says at midday o king i saw on the way a light from heaven brighter than the sun that shone around me and those who journeyed with me so our shepherds are overcome with great fear now imagine being in their place and seeing this burning light that's piercing the night sky This was the glory of god and it was reflected in the radiance of one of his holy messengers the angel didn't leave them long in their fear but he gave them words of comfort and reassurance with two simple words fear not the shepherds in that moment knew they were safe and that the angel had come to bring good news the angel came to preach to the shepherds good news God's promises here, the words we know in Isaiah 61 one they were coming true. Good news was being preached to the poor. What was this good news that brought great joy? This was the true joy of that first Christmas, and every Christmas we celebrate is just a continual reminder to us that God became a man to save his people from their sins. This news was as it states in Luke 10, for all the people. This joyful news was about the birth of a baby. But not just any baby luke 2:11 11 tells us for unto you is born this day in the city of david a savior who is christ the lord we know too that as we get to the end of the gospel of luke this good news also includes a death and a resurrection john macarthur stated it as a side to the christmas story that isn't often told about this sweet little baby jesus in the manger he said those soft little hands fashioned by the holy spirit in mary's womb were made so that nails might be driven through them those baby p- feet pink and unable to walk would one day stagger up a dusty hill to be nailed to a cross that sweet infant's head with sparkling eyes and eager mouth was formed so that some day men might force a crown of thorns onto it that tender body warm and soft wrapped in swaddling clothes would one day be ripped open by a spear jesus was born to die. So we need to understand and fully grasp what it means, why Jesus is Savior, as the angel referred to him in verse 211 of Luke. Let's just consider a few things here. Jesus is the Christ, and to the surprise of some, Christ is not Jesus's last name. Christ comes from the Greek word Christos, and it means anointed one or chosen one. This is the Greek equivalent of the Hebrew word that means Messiah jesus is the lord's human name given to mary by the angel gabriel in luke 1:31. it means yahweh saves or yahweh is salvation and christ is his title signifying that jesus was sent from god to be a king and a deliverer i'm referencing there daniel 9:25 and isaiah 32 1. jesus christ means jesus the messiah or jesus the anointed one and jesus is a man He was born in bethlehem he didn't just appear fully grown he was conceived miraculously by the holy spirit in mary's womb and he went through the stages of development just as any other baby would one commentator stated "It the only difference was that jesus did his learning growing and maturing sinlessly and perfectly jesus had a real human body and mind and emotions we know the word became flesh and dwelt among us And that's what's referred to as the incarnation and it means that jesus the son of god took on human flesh the infinite god both became finite man and remained infinite god jesus came in the flesh under the law to fulfill the law on our behalf jesus lived with a human body mind and soul all with their limitations except he was sinless jesus was a perfect sinless man he was the only one who could bear the sins of the human race and jesus is lord our savior in bethlehem is god in the flesh if he was only a man he couldn't have died for the sins of the human race he's christ of the lord and god and only god alone can deal with our sin jesus is god in human flesh he's the only one who qualifies to be savior of the world and this is the best and most important news in the world because it deals with where we will spend eternity and I'm talking here of heaven or hell my dear friend I want to share with you the best news ever and why it's called the good news and to get to the good news we need to start with the bad news Romans three twenty three tells us that we've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God and Romans six twenty three tells us that the wages of sin is death we've all sinned we are all separated from God. We all deserve hell. We have all broken every one of God's 10 commandments. We've lied and stolen and coveted and not put God first. And that's only looking at four of the commandments. We all stand guilty before a holy and righteous God. But God, two lovely words there, right? But God, in his goodness and great love, provided a way for us to be forgiven. He provided a way for us to be with him in heaven. He sent his one and only son, Jesus, who lived a perfect life to take the punishment for our sins. Romans 5, 8 tells us, But God chose his love for us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Hebrews 9, 22 tells us, Without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness of sin. Jesus died on the cross, and he took on himself the punishment for the sins— fulfilling the law's righteous requirement of all those who would ever turn and trust in him Romans 4 25 says he was delivered over to death for our sins and was raised to life for our justification Jesus rose from the dead showing that he defeated death and showing that God accepted Christ's sacrifice and God's wrath against us had been exhausted first Peter two twenty four. this is one of my favorite verses he himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness so now my dear friend God now calls us to confess and repent of our sins to turn from them and to trust in Jesus Christ alone for our forgiveness if we repent of our sins and put our faith and trust in Jesus we are born again to a new life an eternal life with God and this is the good news that the angel brought to those lowly shepherds that night, and it's still the same message being preached today. Luke 2, 11, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. This, no, this news, it's personal, for unto you, each of us must respond personally, just as the shepherds did. They went with haste to see the Savior, and they told the good news to others, to all who would listen. The Christ who was born into the world must be born into your heart. And I do pray, my friend, if, you have, if you're listening to me here and you've not been reconciled to God through Jesus Christ, I pray that you will did as Mary did and ponder deeply these truths and that you would receive his gift of salvation today. It's the greatest gift and it truly brings great joy. When we come to know Jesus as Lord and Savior, we're now to be people of faith. We're people who are told to fear not. What does it mean when we as believers see terms in the Bible like, do not be afraid, do not fear, fear not? And I want to interject just a really quick note here this is not contradictory to the commands in scripture to fear god where it means we're to show him respect and reverence and awe and come to know more and more about him so we can walk in his ways and live obediently to his commands by his good grace so why are we told to fear not so often in god's word and actually 365 times to be exact because we like the shepherds we don't have to be afraid anymore if we're in christ we've been given a savior This isn't news now of judgment or news of punishment or news about death. It's good news. The message of Christianity is good news. We have a saving God, and he sent a Savior who takes away our sin, and our sin is forever forgiven in Christ. This is good news that should produce great joy. When a heart is free from danger, joy is the result. We've been freed from the penalty of sin. One commentator stated it, joy is what the presence of Jesus in our lives ought to bring us as Christians, the absence of fear and the presence of joy. This is what it's all about. And it's not intended to be a once for all experience. It's intended to be an ongoing process. We, He continues, we don't face dangerous and frightening situations just once or twice in a lifetime. We face them every day. Anytime something strikes terror in the heart or grips us with the cold hand of fear, anytime we are anxious and troubled and weary, anytime something seems to threaten us or our loved ones, is a moment of danger. And for that moment, for that moment, we have a Savior, a Deliverer. Therefore, the continuing word of God to us who have such a Deliverer is fear not our chief mark as believers it should be those who live with the absence of fear and the presence of joy because we know that all authority on heaven and earth has been given to jesus we know he's completely sovereign over every aspect of our lives so we know that everything that he allows into our lives is meant for our good and his glory we know he's a good father who loves and desires what's best for his children when we see do not fear it means not to allow anxiety or worry or panic to rule in our hearts. Christ is now our shepherd, and we don't have to fear the valley of the shadow of death or his rejection. He never leaves or forsakes us. The maker of heaven and earth is watching over us, and we do not need to fear anything. The angel that brought the good news that night proclaimed the end of all our fears. 1 John 4:16. God is love and perfect love casts out fear. So my hope is that we're going to ponder these words like Mary did, and we're going to treasure them in our hearts, that we're going to think a bit more deeply on the message of Christmas, that Jesus Christ is God's Christmas gift to you. And if you haven't received him as your savior, what are you waiting for? What use is there for a gift that's never opened? And if you are known by him, you have nothing to fear. Romans eight one reminds us, There is therefore now no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. Let me close this with the words of the angel to the shepherds. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. And what is the source of that great joy? For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. This is good news of great joy. My dear ladies, Jesus truly is enough always. Let me pray. Father God, thank you so much for our time. And thank you for this great gift of Jesus, the one who came to save his people from their sins. Father God, you are a God who rescues and redeems and delivers. And you give us the gift of eternal life in heaven forever with you. It is truly beyond our comprehension. So thank you, Lord, that we no longer need to be a people of fear if we are known by you. And I pray that our hearts are captured by your great love for us. May we be like Mary and continue to ponder and treasure deeply in our hearts the truth of Christmas. It's in Jesus's name I pray. Amen. My friend, I am so thankful for your time today. And as always, the full show notes are over at the blog at thankfulhomemaker.com. If you're on social media, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook and Pinterest. I'm on Twitter, but I'm really not sure what to do with that one, so I don't do a whole lot with it. But I'm most active on Instagram and in the private Thankful Homemaker Facebook group um, that I'll also link to in the show notes. If you happen to be on Facebook, we would love you to join us there. So my dear friend, thank you so much. And I wish you and your family a very Merry Christmas.